listening to the John DePietro Show on 99.9 FM and 1380 AM. News Talk WNRI. Folks, at 106, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge, they're waiting for you at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. Well, big story today is this situation out of Andover, Mass., now, for those that are unfamiliar, I think a lot of people know where Andover is, but maybe not everyone. But it is north of Boston. It's a uh, Andover, North Andover, beautiful, beautiful communities. Very affluent, uh, very desirable communities to live in. And there was just a horrible murder-suicide there at some point early this morning. So I'm going to play some of the sound of that. I am also seeing that apparently... President Trump has now been restored to Facebook. (laughs) So it's nonstop news today. But boy, this story, and I played it earlier out of Andover. I'm going to play some of the sound on that. And I also want to touch on last night, they had the three finalists. Providence police are going to announce a new police chief. And I saw Mayor Smiley last night there. I chatted with him. I chatted with the first gentleman, Jim, is it Durant, Jim Durentis, I believe. And then up on stage, they had acting chief Oscar Perez, who was very impressive, by the way. Also up on the stage, the three finalists, Major David LaPayton, who we, I see all the time at the murder scenes. He's in charge. He's the number three in the department. And then you had Major Kevin Lanny. And all three of them, it was a a very productive forum. I think it was a a tough forum to be in. I think, uh, I believe that many times that Providence police, like other police, get dragged in on some of the national stuff that goes on. Right? Um... I, I, it was a different type of forum. They've never, I don't think they've had anything like that locally. I guess in other parts of the country, other communities, they've tried this. So those are the three finalists. Mayor Smiley will now name his person. The person who was the chief has left, Hugh Clemens. But all in all, I, I, thought, I thought it could have been, when I go to something like that, I'm actually watching how the moderators are. I thought they were, and again, they're not, I thought it was very herky-jerky. I thought the type of questions were less than, they, they, they weren't framed very well. I think it was very tough for the three of them, but they got through it pretty well. And I, I believe if you're the smiley people, they liked how last night worked out. But there were some protesters outside. There's police brutality people. There were people that had protested at the state house because of what happened in Memphis. I like that acting chief. Oscar Perez even addressed the Memphis situation. So um, I thought all in all, I mean, now we'll wait. They decided to stay inside and just so it's going to be one of those three. I have an idea of who I think it's going to be, but I'm going to let the system play out. Um, I'm glad I know all three of them. I get along with them. You also had um, I saw a lot of people there from the city council. I chatted with a number of them. Uh, Let me think who else. I saw Attorney General Peter Nerona there. So, you know, in in some ways, who wasn't there? You didn't have Commissioner Perry there. Commissioner Steve Perry was not there. He's no longer involved. So I thought, um, I thought all in all, because I had some people that were questioning it and they didn't like the idea of it. And and, and admittedly, when I had heard they were going to do this, I didn't think maybe that it was the best idea or anything like that. But in the end, I think if you're the smiley people, they feel pretty good about it. So there's that. Now, I want to just check this um, Andover story is just rocketing. I also see this is so odd. This Rhode Island National Guard member was killed in Exeter. They're saying on icy roads. 
don't know what to make of that. I didn't think it was that icy, as a matter of fact. Um, and then Brian Walsh was back in court. But the police thing last night, hey, it was interesting. I was able to connect with a number of people. I did think it was um, it was interesting. And um, and again, the more it's not like no one showed up. They had a good crowd. They had a great, pretty good crowd there. Uh, I was going to go live on it, decided not to, because sometimes that hampers me from chatting with people. So, um, but all in all, yeah, I'm looking, Channel 10, Rhode Island State Police crews are involved in crash and such. Boy, they never seem to, boy, they don't like when someone runs into their cruisers. You, you just don't, you have people killed by drunk drivers on the highway. They don't do anything to cut down on the um on many of the accidents, but or the drunk driving laws. And now, like even today, everyone, be careful, drinking and driving, the night of the Super Bowl and blah, 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 blah. How about toughening, hey, Governor McKee, how about toughening some of the drunk driving laws? There's an area to go into. How about going and looking into that a little bit? All right, I want to just play some sound from the Andover um incident from this morning, which is just, uh, like I, I said last hour, I don't, I don't understand what's, what's happening here. Uh, it's been quite already the year. I mean, think of this, it's February 9th and another suburban Family-oriented murder takes place, this time in Andover, and murder-suicide, which is just um, brutal, as a matter of fact. So, all right, I want to play, let's see, I believe we have some sound on this story. Nope, that's not the one I'm looking for. Bear with me, folks. Hold on. I'll get to it. Um, I do. This this happened, and again, I, I I I sometimes when I mention this, people there were people shot and killed. Yeah, but but not a sixth grade boy at a nice school at a prep school, and he's playing the cello, and somehow his um, father killed him, his mother, and then turn the gun on himself. So, yes, I, I, I'm well aware that there are people that are shot and killed in the inner city. For those that, I like whenever there's, I don't like, but it, was, it seemingly whenever there's news, there are these people that try to insist that these types of things happen all the time. I mean, between the Anna Walsh story, all right, good. I think I have sound here. I know I keep saying that, but I do believe, okay, I think we have it right now. Between the Anna Walsh story and the Lindsey Glancy story. And by the way, for those that missed it, I will repost it and put it on the website to Petro.com. That was not an easy conversation to have with someone that I had been communicating with through social media who said that she had gone through this. All right, here's the uh, Andover story. Three people were found dead inside a home early this morning. It's just a heavy, heavy story this morning. Sadly, we have learned those victims include a mother, a father, and their 12-year-old son. Boston 25 News reporter Kelly Sullivan has been live on the scene there all morning long. And you have the latest details just shared with us within the past hour by investigators. Kelly, a really tragic situation out there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so we just heard from the Essex County DA, and he did confirm it was a mother, father, and a 12-year-old son who was found dead inside this home here. We were still kept uh, pretty far back here from where the scene is, but you can see the home is back there. There's police tape all around it. Investigators are still going in there. The medical examiner is still on scene here. Uh, so, uh, But we are learning a few more details as this investigation is just beginning. Andover Police, they got a 911 call at 321 this morning, which came from inside the house here at 48 Porter Road. Officers got here within five minutes, and they had to break into two doors to be able to get into the house, and that's when they found the 56-year-old father, 55-year-old mother, and 12-year-old son dead from gunshot wounds. Uh. Now, they are still trying 
trying to figure out why this all happened. Now, they want people to know there is no danger to the public. They say as they continue to piece together information, it's a very difficult scene to work. And it took time to recognize, and uh, the DA, he took time to recognize first responders who have witnessed this horrific scene. I also want to make sure that we recognize the first responders here, the difficulties of working these scenes. Huh. We only need to look back at the last couple of weeks in Massachusetts, yeah. some of the difficult things that our first responders, our state police detectives, our local detectives, local police officers, yeah. firefighters, and EMS, these can take an emotional toll as well. We're always concerned about their well-being. And so um, he went on to say that these men and women, they do an extraordinary job under some very difficult circumstances. And so I asked police, too, if they've ever been called to this home before. They said no. And right now they are still in the process of notifying next of kin. Now, we have also learned that that 12-year-old boy, he went to St. John's in Danvers. We have learned that school there has been canceled for today. Reporting live here in Andover, Kelly Sullivan for your local station, Boston 25 News. You know, that is, um, that's true about the first responders, without question. I mean, and think of what the first responders have had to go through this year, especially this case. And then also, obviously, the Duxbury case, which is still, uh, from what we understand, there are still individuals that are kind of grappling with that and, and dealing with that quite a bit. I mean, that is still the fact that they had to walk in there and deal with that head on. Now, some other news of the day. Now, this just in the House Oversight Committee, Hunter Biden's legal team have exchanged their first direct communications part of the panel's probe into the Biden family. They said they were going to do it. I, I think that they should go into it. I think. You know, answer some questions that certainly needs to be looked into. I'm all for that. Get to the bottom of that. The whole contents, they need to flush that out. Get him in there. Um, I, I don't like to spend a lot of time on that story, but let them get in and get him under oath if he'll answer anything. And maybe he can... Talk a little bit about what did he mean about and 10% for the big guy. (laughs) I would love it if we could get some clarification uh, on on that story. Because it's, it's just been floating out there. It's been floating out there since the fall of 2020. And we still don't have any type of. Uh, any more answers on it and they need to I, I think by looking into it can separate fact from fiction because right now that laptop story it, it's anything goes anything that anybody wants to put out about that they can put out about that <laughs> because we don't have all of the information and so therefore there's there's no one to you know say that that that's not true that didn't happen um blah 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 all right i want to just go to this piece uh this was on the today show all signs all signs excuse me point to it looks like another run for President Biden. Let me hear this. President Biden is hitting the road again today, heading to the key swing state of Florida, which is, of course, home to two of his potential 2024 GOP rivals, former President Trump and the state's governor, Ron DeSantis, all as the president is still clashing with Republicans and grappling with the fallout over the classified documents controversy. One day after addressing the nation, President Biden was out on the road in the Midwest testing his message. The backbone of this nation is strong. I've said so many times, often told the Democrats and Republicans, we can actually work together. But the president doubling down on his accusation that some Republicans want to cut Medicare and Social Security, a claim which prompted a backlash during his State of the Union address. I'm not saying it's a majority of you. With conservative Marjorie Taylor Greene calling him a liar. In Wisconsin, Mr. Biden firing back. Marjorie Taylor Greene, another stood up and said, liar, liar. 
Mine's been liar, liar, house on fire. In an interview with PBS overnight, the president asked about those interruptions during his speech. Did you expect that kind of reaction? From the folks that did it, I was. The vast majority of Republicans weren't that way, but, you know, the, uh, there's, a, there's still a significant element of what I call the MAGA Republicans. He also noted that Republican Senator Rick Scott had proposed cutting Medicare and Social Security last year. He says all federal legislation sunsets every five years. If a law is worth keeping, Congress can pass it again. Social Security, Medicare. Most Republicans, including GOP leaders, oppose cuts to those programs. Scott calling the attacks a dishonest move from a very confused president. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy also lashing out. He tries to use that for a political ploy. Meanwhile, the president also speaking out about the classified documents controversy in that overnight interview. The kinds of things they picked up are things that are from 1974 and stray papers. There may be something else I don't know. Mr. Biden aiming to shift blame to those who packed up his office from his time as vice president. As they packed up my offices to move them, they didn't do the kind of job that should have been done. Now, one more headline to tell you about from that interview overnight. The president was asked if his age gives him any concern about running for re-election. He would be 82 years old on election day. His response was, quote, watch me. But he also added he would be honest with the American people if any health issues arise. So, Savannah, all signs pointing to another run for office. Savannah. Yeah, including the geography of this trip this week. Now, um, at 122... Good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of our program is brought to you by Limitless Outdoors. Now, they are based in Smithfield. You can call them for a free quote, 401-580-1852. 401-580-1852. Their slogan is Dream, Build, Enjoy. Limitless Outdoors. Because it's truly limitless what they can do. With your property. We're not talking about just an add-on inside your home. They specialize in patios. They did a fantastic job for me for a walkway. They do steps, outdoor kitchens, landscape lighting, retaining walls, lawn installations, excavation. Maybe you'd like to have a fire pit. Maybe you'd like to have an outdoor fireplace. Maybe you need to update your indoor fireplace. Limitless Outdoors. You can find them online, limitlessoutdoorsri.com, or call for a free quote, 401-580-1852. Many people are discovering, you know, I'd like to have an area outside that I can enjoy six to nine months of the year. And that's why they call Limitless Outdoors. And remember now, with, with the ability of pest control, you can be outside. There are people that get there... I, know what people they get their property sprayed every week so they don't deal with mosquitoes and they have an outdoor kitchen and they have an outdoor fireplace and they have an outdoor fire they have a beautiful fire pit limitless outdoors 401-580-1852 all right i want to just check i always like to make uh, 124 uh folks good afternoon i like to stay up on make sure we're up to speed on all the news of the day. This is a developing story. A Democrat rep has been assaulted in her D.C. apartment building. Get that. A Montana bill would allow students to misgender classmates. Hmm. Um, let's see. Mitt Romney's going to have a new book out. Former governor of Mass. Burt Bacharach has passed away. Let's see. Russia massing 1,800 tanks, 700 aircraft, 500,000 men for new assault in 10 days. That's a problem. Ukraine readies along all fronts. Germany returns suggest of conscription. Is Biden administration late to World War III? Assassinations are growing worry. Well, it is remarkable that... President Zelensky is, who's so brave, is still alive after all this time. It is remarkable that they had, I mean, they had 
death squads. Putin had death squads that were trying to take him out. And the fact that that he is still very much alive, he was in the UK the other day, um, is nothing short. But that also, I believe, shows the power of our intelligence capabilities. Big local story, Andover man kills wife and 12-year-old son, turns the gun on himself and murders suicide. I don't, as I've said, I don't, um, I don't, understand and Brian Walsh let me just read that he was it was it sounds like it was nothing remarkable in court Brian Walsh the Cohasset man charged murdering dismembering his wife appeared remotely for a brief hearing Quincy District Court being held without bail Norfolk County House of Corrections in Dedham three minute status conference pled not guilty last month he listened Silently, as his lawyer, Tracy Minor, told the court that prosecutors have not turned over key issue, key items of discovery in the case. We haven't even received the search warrant for my client's car, inventories for search warrant, basic stuff we should have. This type of stuff always, by the way, delays uh, legal proceedings. Assistant District Attorney Greg Connor said he was assigned to the case last week, has been able to Duplicate all the discovery that's not subject to the grand jury process. I'm going to send that to Ms. Minor when I get out of court. Be finished the grand jury by the end of March, hopefully mid-March. Once Walsh is indicted by a grand jury, the case will move to Norfolk Superior Court. And then next uh, conference schedule from March 1st. And then it goes into, I don't think we need to relive all of the gory details regarding that. Beth, Bath, and Beyond is closing 150 more stores. I heard this is helping them, though. (laughs) Maybe they open too many stores. Maybe they will stay open. Um, Let's see. Finalists for Providence Police Chief take questions, community forum. I thought it was was, uh, well done, as I mentioned last night. I want to also mention, you know what else we, we learned yesterday is that Joshua Saul... The former housing secretary who resigned as housing secretary in January. So this is an example where the McKee people, Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, they announced, oh, he resigned. He's out. Oh, okay, He's out. Well, now we find out that they paid him to leave. Now we find out that he's going to earn between now, he's going to receive $105 an hour from now till April 25th. So between now and April 25th, they're going to pay him $27,000. Plus, they're going to pay for his health care. Plus, he gets $5,600 for unused vacation time. See, I, again, I, I recognize you add all that up. I'm not saying that's 50 k I'm not saying that's 100 k But... This is just another example where the McKee people, nothing's ever on the level. Nothing's ever on the level. They, 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 they don't want to say he resigned and, or they fired him. So instead, oh, yeah, no, he resigned. No, walks away with nothing. Oh, but we're going to hire him consultant. Just they, they don't reveal that they came to an agreement with him for him to leave. And for a result of that, then, you know, they didn't fire him. It, it, it is a pattern with this administration. I also see this story in the Boston Globe. And folks, again, good afternoon at 1.30. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Could this winter be over before it starts? Though we've just started the second, Dave Epstein, although we've just started the second week of February, might be wondering if winter's over before it really began. Let me say at the onset, we could still see big snowstorms late February, March. But the odds of deep snow, prolonged cold, rapidly vanishing, late start, good indicator, wasn't going to be a blockbuster. Historical records confirm when winters start mild, don't produce a lot of snow, tend to mild. Happens. Our current winter's actually running the least snowiest to this point. Only a couple inches, another marker could be experiencing in spite of the cold last week. 
So if you're someone who uses home heating oil, probably noticed you've used less home heating oil. Next weather system will move in Thursday evening, another round of showers, but any snowfall will be limited to northern New England. Maybe one to four inches of snow for ski areas, but not a big storm. Behind, this will be a fairly mild Friday morning. Temperatures could be 30 degrees. We may see 60 degrees on Friday. So I take take this as all good news. And I want to remind you, though, that if you want to fill up your tank, call Matthews Oil Company. Call Matthews Oil Company today. They are premier dealer in Rhode Island, Matthews Oil Company, 24-hour service. You can depend on Matthews Oil Company, 401-942-7500. 401-942-7500. It's Matthews Oil Company, premier dealer, Rhode Island. And on top of that, they do offer budget plans, various payment plans. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500, 942-7500 for Matthews Oil Company. Folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program, and again, a lot of people are buzzing over the Vinnie Paz story. You can read about it. I guess exclusively. It's not the hugest exclusive I've ever done, but it is news. You can read about it at DePietro.com, which is brought to you by Burke's Martial Arts. Self-defense, fitness, martial arts. Jake Burke is like special forces. Burke's Martial Arts. They also offer kickboxing. Follow the link at the website, which is DePietro.com. Well, folks, good afternoon. So Brian Walsh was in court. But it certainly doesn't seem that it was anything. He didn't really say anything. Seems to be, I thought he had a mustache. Sounds like more like he's, uh, as I saw a clearer photo, that he's just, he's, you know, got a a beard and so forth. But the guy is still just a goon. Um, And let's see. So there's nothing, I I would say the the next big story here is the... um, the Andover story. Now, I am seeing in the Providence Journal, should non-citizens be allowed to vote? New bill would give cities and towns a say. Now, a lot of times things are proposed. And, for instance, I know for a fact that this isn't going anywhere. So I'll share it to the Facebook page. But he is Enrique Sanchez. He wants to have it. Um, And there's so many lies here that people don't go into. Uh, Authorized citizen towns pass ordinance. Living in our communities, they may not be citizens. They pay taxes. They have kids in the school. They need police and fire services. Actually, they're not paying taxes. Do you know what they count for paying taxes? That when they go and they buy gas, they pay the gas tax. When they go and buy booze, they pay the tax. That's their idea of paying taxes. That's not paying taxes. So do I think that this is going to go anywhere at the Rhode Island State House? No, I do not. But they're going to continue to propose it. They're going to continue to propose it because over time um, they feel that it will, in fact, You know, that's how they view this, you know, that it it may go down to defeat this time around. But eventually, if they keep proposing it, that it will eventually be successful. And but I don't believe so. That would be interesting if they uh, first of all, it's not going to pass. If I thought it was going to pass, I would, you know, call to arms, make a bigger deal about it. Remember, no one can stop. Bills up there can be like lawsuits. Anyone can sue. Anyone can file suit. Doesn't mean it's going to be successful. Doesn't mean it's going to grind its way through the court system or anything like that. What does it mean? It It just means that they were successful in putting together a lawsuit. That's all it means. So now I want to come back to 
that press briefing earlier in Andover that is, um, it's just so horrible. I don't, it is odd. Three dead found overnight. Let me, um, okay, I'm going to just run this. Here we go. County for Essex County. I'm here with Chief Keith from the Andover Police Department. Also here with members of the State Police Detective Unit attached to my office at Essex County and members of the Andover Police Department and the Andover Detective Division as well. We're here at this address uh, where Andover Police was summoned this morning. We can get into some of the details. Uh, I'm first going to ask Chief Keith to uh, offer a timeline of events that have brought us to this point, and then I'll add a little bit afterwards. Chief? Hi, sir. Uh, good morning. Uh, just after 3.21 a.m., Andover Police uh, received a 911 call. Um, officers arrived on scene roughly five minutes after the call. Um, they had to uh, breach two doors to get into the house. When they went inside the house, they found a, the uh, father, mother, and a 12-year-old son uh, dead. Um, wounds were from a gunshot. The, uh, the father was 56 years old. The mother was 55. Again, obviously, it was thrown an investigation. Um, Obviously, we know the how. We're trying to figure out the why right now. So we're going to need some time to figure that out as we move forward. Thank you, Chief. As you can imagine, uh, this being only in the first of several hours into this scene, we have a bit of work to do. We're still in the preliminary stages. But one of the messages that we would like to make sure that people know is there's no... This entire situation was contained within the address here. I think this is also a very good time to remind folks that if they're suffering from any type of mental health issues, any type of depression, that services are out there, whether through service providers. Our office certainly is a community resource for anybody that's having any difficulties is all. I also want to make sure that we recognize the first responders here, the difficulties of working these scenes. We only need to look back at the last couple of weeks in Massachusetts, some of the difficult things that our first responders our state police detectives, our local detectives, local police officers, firefighters, and EMS, these can take an emotional toll as well. We're always concerned about their well-being. These men and women do an extraordinary job under some very difficult circumstances. We also want to make sure that, that folks know that there are resources out there. As Chief Keith said, uh, we will update you as, as we get more information as appropriate. We're in the stages right now of making notifications to next of kin. I appreciate everybody's presence here this morning, helping us to get the word out there. There is no danger at all to anybody in the, in the public. Thank you. Well, we have learned now the names of, um, it, it certainly sounds from what they're reporting. And again, folks, good afternoon at 139. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Remember, you can listen online at the website, dipietro.com. Tragically, you have a... The 12-year-old son was killed. I think we're going to learn more about this father. Something happened. And last night, not only did he take the life of his wife, but he also took the life of his 12-year-old son. Of course, it doesn't make sense. Uh, These things never make sense, as a matter of fact. It is... um, very, very, I, I don't know. It's very, very disturbing. Now, also, last hour, we had on, and she was so terrific to share with us. Her name is Ginger, and she revealed um, with what she went through and her experience with, I'm not going to diagnose her, uh, Postpartum depression, postpartum psychosis, although I I don't believe she had been officially um, diagnosed in that fashion. But I think we're going to learn more about, um, well, that, again, that will be posted on on the website, dipetro.com. And she was... I had her on because of this so much talk about what happened with the Duxbury mom and Lindsay Clancy. Now, 
Let's see. Uh, family of three found dead gunshot wounds Andover. Believed to have been killed in apparent murder-suicide. Let me just see what happens when I click on that link. Okay, nothing. Um, all right, let me go back to the story. Just kind of like what we know at this time. 911 call came in at 320. Ah, Sebastian Robinson, 12 years old. His parents, Andrew Robinson and Linda Robinson, dead from gunshot wounds. Gunshot wounds were apparently self-inflicted. 12-year-old boy, 6th grade student, St. John's Prep in Danvers. There's, there's just a photo where he is playing the cello. He just, I mean, I now police, there's another photo. He's holding a trophy of some kind with his St. John's Prep shirt. It, from what the authorities believe, that this Andrew Robinson, for whatever reason, the father, that he shot the his wife and then the 12-year-old son, and then he turned the gun on himself. So we're not sure about the 911 call. Let's see. Smash uh, murdered by 56-year-old Andrew Robinson, who then killed himself. Ah, listen, what, what is this? You want to take your own life? That's one thing. Go help some people. Go volunteer somewhere. What are you taking the life of the wife and the son for? It's with these people. What? Over what? What possibly happened? I don't understand. I'm not saying that we should understand. Let me just see if we can pull up anything on this guy. Andrew Robinson of Andover. Hmm. Um, let me see. If I can pull up anything on him. Again, for those that want Andrew Robinson, I don't think it's the American actor. I don't think that's who it is. Robinson, Andover. It's the third big one. Big. So, so far, these are just all the stories of him, as opposed to uh, a LinkedIn or something like that. Nope. Well, I don't know. Possibly him? I realize I'm live. No. Hmm. Is that him? <laughs> or is that him? Let me check LinkedIn. Why not? What time is it? One forty-four. It's my show. Let me just check, see if I can find him. If you're listening and you have info on it, um, on him, I should say. I can't believe this. This is February 9th. and this stuff is going on. I don't. What a what a horrific year to the. Nope, that's not him. Well, I I don't, I mean, there could be, maybe someone else will um, find him. At first blush, I am not seeing him on LinkedIn. Nope, that's not him. Andrew Robinson. Is that him? Let me check. No, he's in the UK. Unless... He's in London. See who else we have. There's one in in Worcester. Andrew Robinson. Note Rockney. No, I don't see him. This guy's a packer, but I don't think that would be it. All right. Well, we'll I'll wait for the. We'll get info on him. We'll get info on him. All right. One forty-five. Uh, Cranston PD live tomorrow night. 
Cranston PD Live tomorrow night comes your way. Folks, this portion of the John DePietro Show brought to you by, well, our friend Marie at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Pop in and see Marie, the queen of health. It's my health because it's your health. Pop in and see the queen of health, Marie, at It's My Health, 1099 in Menden Road in Cumberland. Now, right now, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant, right now, as we speak, there could be someone listening. You're in your car. You are traveling on Menden Road on this Thursday at 146. It's about a little drizzle. 45 degrees, not going to last long. You could pop in and see Marie at It's My Health. I'm envious. 1099 Men and Road in Cumberland. Vitamins, herbal remedies. Just see. Hey, listen, shop local. She has great service. She's very knowledgeable. She also has hemp and CBD products. Pop in. Bulks, herbs, teas, and spices. There's something in that store that you would like to purchase. Pop in and see Marie at It's My Health. 1099. Menden Road in Cumberland. All right, 147. I just want to look at the weather forecast because this is great. The high today is going to be 51 degrees. Tomorrow's high, 57. Could make a run at 60 depending on where you are. Saturday dry, high 42. Super Bowl Sunday, high 46. Monday, precipitation, but oh, high will be 46, so it's rain, not snow. Tuesday, high of 50. Wednesday, high of 52. Thursday, high of 60. Friday, high of 60 with rain. And then next Saturday, next Saturday, high of 34 degrees and sunny. So by looking at the calendar, today is February February 9th, Thursday, February 9th, all day. Next Saturday is the 18th. Next Saturday is the 18th. So between now and next Saturday, there is no snow in the forecast. Then Ash Wednesday is two weeks from yesterday. Wednesday, February 22nd is Ash Wednesday. Now, the 18th. The 20th, on February 20th, which is President's Day, do you realize it then becomes one, two, three, four weeks until spring? Four weeks until spring. St. Patrick's Day is March 17th. Not making huge news here. Daylight savings the 12th. Folks, we are peering around the corner. Of what then and ushers in. You know, I can deal with March. Why can I deal with March? Number one, it's brighter out. Number two, daylight savings. Number three, it is the beginning of spring. St. Patrick's Day. You can get some nice days in March. March can go either way. You can still get snow in March. I'm aware of that. Doesn't last as long. But then once we get out of March, we enter into the most tolerable months, if not enjoyable, in our area. April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November. We then get nine months of enjoyable weather. And we're knocking on the door for crying out loud. All right, folks, at 149, this portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln, whether it's lunch, dinner, or drinks in the lounge. They're waiting for you Super Bowl Sunday, this Sunday, at the Lodge Pub and Eatery, 40 Breakneck Hill Road in Lincoln. I can't believe this still fallout from the State of the Union. And again, I, I think it cuts both ways. I think, I know some people that plays into Biden's hands, makes Marjorie Taylor Greene and these other people look rude. I, I, I... I I, I don't I don't think they needed it. Uh, but listen, she's going to get a standing ovation because of it at CPAC. She's going to get that that helped her. She's going to raise money off it. 
her yelling out liar at President Biden is um, her yelling out liar at President Biden is going to help her raise money. And if she goes on the campaign trail, speaks with President Trump at one of his rallies, what have you, um, he, you know, they, they're going to, uh, um, that'll be, she'll be met with applause in, in a big way. But I just come back to that in, in some ways, I, I don't necessarily see it as a positive. I don't necessarily, um, I don't, I don't think it was a positive. I think it, how did independents view it? I think independents viewed it as rude and interrupting. And I come back to, let's say, in the next election. By the way, Nikki Haley is set to announce. And I believe, right now it's one fifty-two on this Thursday. Chris Sununu sure sounds, the governor of New Hampshire... Sure, and I'm going to reach out to him. I've met him before. Sure sounds like someone who's getting ready to announce a presidential run. As Donna Perry pointed out, think who the father is. They have money. They have Bush money. They have ties to the Bush family. Sununu, let's talk about the New Hampshire primary for a moment. President Trump won in New Hampshire. President Trump has done a lot of rallies in New Hampshire. He's very strong in New Hampshire. So President Trump would have to be the favorite in New Hampshire. So let's look out who would be, and I'm just trying to be realistic here, the top five. The top five. So President Trump is, is going to run strong in New Hampshire. Governor DeSantis certainly seemingly is knocking at the door. Now, I haven't heard a lot about his activity in New Hampshire But if the Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, traveled to New Hampshire and gave a speech, I'm telling you that he would get a decent-sized crowd. People, he's a very popular governor amongst both Republicans and independents. So he, without question, is is a force. Right now, it seems to be a Trump-DeSantis type of battle. However... Chris Sununu, governor of New Hampshire, was just reelected. How much could he pull in a New Hampshire primary for president? He is no shrinking violet. He's a different type of Republican. Certainly has the name and the connections. Can he get 20%? Can he get 25%? Could Governor Sununu pull 25%? That I don't know. So you have those three, though. Those are three big forces in the New Hampshire primary. Now, Nikki Haley is set to announce. She is set to announce. Now, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I'm not exactly sure. She's not. Um, she has an impressive resume. She is from the South, first female governor of South Carolina. Plus, she was an ambassador. She is making, I believe, the announcement next week. Now, she would do very well in the South Carolina primary. I don't know how she would do in the Iowa caucus. I'd be curious to see how Nikki Haley plays in New Hampshire. She's a name. I don't know. I think it's too early to tell. Um... I don't have a handle on her. Mike Pence, former Vice President Mike Pence, he is expected to announce. He is another person that has spent a lot of time in New Hampshire because the Trump team spent a lot of time in New Hampshire. So he wasn't going up there and just going out to lunch. He was building ties. He certainly knows players up there. Pence has been going to New Hampshire since 16 so Mike, former Vice President Mike Pence, he has been 
building ties in New Hampshire for the past seven years. Now, it's possible that he would be drawing kind of from the same pool as President Trump. But he's not an unknown. He, again, is not my type of political leader, but can't be. I wouldn't count him out just yet. I wouldn't count him out. So you have President Trump, Governor DeSantis, possibly New Hampshire Governor Chris Sununu. Those are three big ones. Plus, then you have former Vice President Mike Pence. Then you add in Nikki Haley. Then you add in potential. It sure seems former Secretary of State, former head of the CIA, Mike Pompeo, is going to make a run. And I think we're going to have him on the program in the next two weeks. So now you're talking about six people. Pompeo's been working it. Pompeo's got... Um, he's obviously, you know, he's got the military connections. He went to graduated first from West Point. He was head of the CIA. He was secretary of state. Um, he certainly is is gearing up. So you have six formidable, well-known names. Now, Governor of Virginia, Glenn Youngkin. He was kicking the tires. Still seems like someone that could make a run. He would make seven. We don't know about Senator Ted Cruz. We know former Cranston Mayor Steve Laffey has tossed his hat in the ring. We don't know uh, the governor of Georgia, Brian Kemp, may run. Governor of Texas, Governor Abbott, might run. I'm trying to think who else. Um... I don't think we're going to see Marco Rubio this time. Chris Christie still weighing possible run. That one I don't know. But I think you got to come down to who would be the top five in New Hampshire. Right? Who who would... Now, people just continue on. Normally, it used to be that Iowa punches the ticket to New Hampshire. New Hampshire punches the ticket to Nevada. Nevada punches the ticket to South Carolina. But then you have the people that just don't drop out, the people that are just along for the ride. If they can get on the debate stage, they're going to run for various reasons in the field. But I believe that uh, Governor Sununu, with the, you know, he and the father, they certainly have a political network. And that could be someone that the Bush clan could rally behind. That. You know, that could be, they certainly have the ties. I I think Sununu, you know, you don't know. People like to elect governors. But I, I think Governor DeSantis is also someone to watch. It's You, you can't ignore a figure like President Trump. But he, he's going to grab 25%. The question is then who's going to grab the rest of the 75 All right, it's 159. Folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and 99.95. I encourage you to visit the website, dePietro.com, where then you can see all the various stories that we have. If you miss any part of the radio show, it's all linked right there under radio show. We also have merchandise. If you would like to reach me, if you'd like to get in contact with me, you can do that through the website, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. It also has all of our links to social media. I will be doing Facebook Live later. Cranston PD Live is tomorrow night. Hey, listen, enjoy this Thursday. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news. And then again, the big local news is that terrible story out of Andover. W-A-N-D-O-V-E-R.